you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Hey there, everybody. It is Thursday, January 27th, 2022. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast, where we have no plans to retire this offseason. I'm Marcus Grant, alongside Michael F. Florio. Producer Justin is at the controls, and we have a special guest today. You know her from NFL Fantasy Live. She is the star of stage, screen, and Instagram. And uh, the last time we saw her, she was getting ready to get married. She has now said, I do officially welcome Miss Kimmy Checks. How you doing? What's up, guys? I know I'm a wife now. Now Jason officially has to root for the Kansas City Chiefs over his horrible <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Like, things are good, but I'm going to try not to talk about the Chiefs because I, I know, Floreal, you're probably still, you know, working through some I'm things. I'm heartbroken, but honestly, if it was the other way around, I'd be on cloud nine. So you uh, you, you get take take your bow, enjoy it, because, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I've come around to the fact that it was probably the best game I've ever seen two quarterbacks play. My guy didn't come out on top, but hey, I mean, I'm trying to make a positive. 
Yeah, see? It was my only fear, and I don't know if you guys, like, feel this. Like, there's no way the Super Bowl can be that incredible. No. Like, that. that's my only fear. Like, it reminded me of, what season was it? 2019? Um, uh, the Super Bowl in Atlanta when it was the Patriots and the Rams. What it was like ten to three was like the, the final awful. score of the game. The game was awful. And and we were we all said like the the Chiefs Ram games that year, which was supposed to be the game played in Mexico City, that then was moved to Monday Night Football in LA. We're like that was the Super Bowl. And now I'm like, was that Bills Chiefs game the Super Bowl of this year? Like it was the most incredible game and playoff game I have ever seen. It was it was pretty amazing, um, and you're right. It's it's going to be hard. Look, we've got two good games on paper this week, but who knows if it lives up to that? And the Super Bowl, it's it's going to be hard to top. It's definitely going to be hard to top. Um, all right, we got plenty to talk about though. We actually had news that happened before our show. See, Kimmy, you are you're not here regularly, and it's become. It's become a running thing now that after we record the show, like almost immediately after we're done, some big piece of news breaks. But today, it looks like everybody's getting their news dumps out ahead of time. So thank you, uh, NFL. Hey, for give that. me a good luck charm. Let's let's keep this up. I know, right? <laughs> let's uh, let's make this happen a regular uh, on a regular basis. So uh, we will talk some DFS. We'll give you some of our fantasy picks uh, for the weekend. Also give you our lineups for the weekend. But let's start. Uh, with some of this news that uh, that is breaking, just a couple of quick notes. Uh, a couple of head coaches have been hired. The Bears hire Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus to be their next head coach, and uh, the Broncos bringing in Nathaniel Hackett uh, as their head coach. Um, I don't know if either of you have any big grand pronouncements about what this means. I feel like it's just so new, it's just just happening that it's sort of hard to wrap our heads around. But um, I don't know, uh, Florio. Any any big takeaways from some of these? Uh, my big take. I have more of a takeaway on Hackett because he's an offensive guy, and I I know it's easy to call a good offense when you have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, but he had success in Jacksonville before that as well. So that makes me feel good about the Broncos, and also I mean. It's Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams coordinator going to the team that we keep seeing Aaron Rodgers photoshopped in their jersey. It's only going to add more fuel to that uh, that Rodgers Broncos fire. Yeah. So breaking news: Florio and Marcus <laughs> announcing Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos. We've Let's already we've already locked it up. It's done now. So like we can just move on. Everybody just you know just adjust <laughs> accordingly. Um, yeah. I like I said. I, I think the the Hackett thing for fantasy seems a little bit more intriguing because that's sort of what the Broncos needed. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, the other coaching piece of news: Sean Payton steps down as head coach of the Saints after 15 seasons. Now, Kimmy, we know you are a Chiefs fan, but I also know you're a little bit of a part-time Saints fan as well. Um, Sean Payton's been there for a long time, done a lot of great things. This is a new era for the Saints now with no Sean Payton. If you go to the Saints Instagram page and you just look at the comments and, you know, they've been posting all these odes to Sean Payton and players, you know, posting photos and funny videos of him like New Orleans is not okay right now <laughs> they weren't okay after the season last uh, that they had this year and now without a Sean Payton I think there are a lot of question marks and I know it was so surprising because we kind of heard rumblings that you know oh you know some different broadcast partners are are interested in Sean Payton but in my head I'm like there's no way Sean Payton steps away from New Orleans because he's built such a storied franchise and he still has so many awesome pieces but then you look at their salary cap situation the kind of quarterback question marks the fact that uh, you know their wide receiver one and Michael Thomas has had a, a very down last few years and there's a lot of question marks there so I think 
you know, Sean Payton making the decision is, is obviously a personal decision. I don't think we see him step away from football completely. I could see him retiring or stepping away for a year and then, you know, next season emerging as a, as another head coaching candidate. But my biggest thing is like, now what with the saints? Like, uh, what are they going to do, right? Uh, obviously, there's some big names uh, who are going to hit free agency this year at the quarterback spot. You know, they they paid Taysom Hill a crap ton of money, um, and that didn't necessarily work out this year with injuries and, and just other things. So I'm just concerned as a as a halftime Saints fan and also just a fan of fantasy like what does that mean for Alvin Kamara what does that mean for all these other pieces of the offense that for years we've been so confident in well and that's the thing Florida you and I talked about this a little bit on Tuesday before we knew Sean Payton was was going to leave uh, New Orleans um we were sort of concerned about about Alvin Kamara um do we turn up do we ratchet up the concern level now with no Sean Payton I think you have to, right? Like, because this was a, a coach that we at least knew was going to force feed Kamara the ball, especially near the goal line. He was going to design a whole bunch of passing plays. I mean, Sean Payton has kind of built his offense to revolve around Alvin Kamara. I think whoever they bring in will continue to do so because he's still Alvin Kamara. But are they going to be as successful doing it as Sean Payton has been? That is where the concern. And I think Kimmy hit the nail on the head. The Saints cap situation is really bad right now. And I know Saints fans continue to say we work around it every year. It's like, yeah, that works until it doesn't. And then Michael Thomas has been unhappy there. And if he my fear is that Michael Thomas requests a trade and then Alvin Kamara is like, why do I want to be here? Like, get me out of here, too. So uh, I, I definitely think this is a negative for, for Alvin Kamara and all of the Saints. I, yeah, I just, you know, like we talked about, though, there's there's no pieces around him. Kimmy, you mentioned they're over the cap. They're like seventy six and a half million over the cap. So it's just it's not chump change. It's not chump change right now. It, uh, it's just looking all bad for Kamara and just kind of the Saints in the short term. Do you guys think that Alvin Kamara drops out of the first round next season? Way too early predictions. Alvin Kamara obviously getting a new head coach. Obviously, we'll find out more information on who the quarterback will be. Can you make an argument that Alvin Kamara is no longer a first-round fantasy pick? I think you can make the argument. I don't I don't think you can make a strong one just because I still think he's going to get the ball a ton. But I did say I, I think he drops out of being a top 10 running back next year but I, I still think I still think I still think he's a first rounder just because uh, there aren't a lot of guys who are who you can expect to get the number of touches that Kamara is going to get yeah I think on name alone like I, I don't think he goes top five but I wouldn't like if you're sitting there with like the 10th pick I think a lot of people will be like well he's still having Kamara Right, exactly. Muscle memory, man. It's like what I call it. It's just like we're so used to picking Alvin Kamara up high that I just don't think he completely falls out of the first round this year. Um, All right, so now with Sean Payton stepping away, with the two reported hires we have on Thursday morning, that leaves seven openings right now. There's Houston, Las Vegas, Jacksonville, Miami, Minnesota, New Orleans, and the New York football Giants. Uh, although apparently Jacksonville maybe is getting close on a hire. We'll see about that. They'll likely make the announcement as soon as we're done recording the show because that's just how things work. Um, but, uh, I mean, Kimmy, when you look at these these seven, is there one that you feel like fantasy-wise is still kind of really intriguing, especially if they can hire the right person? 
I think the Vikings, obviously, that's a great organization, and there's a lot of fantasy studs in there. You you obviously have Dalvin Cook, you have Adam Thielen, you have Justin Jefferson. But the one that I was weirdly really excited about when I was kind of thinking about this question, and it's interesting knowing that I am a Chiefs fan and in the AFC West, is looking at Las Vegas and really trying to understand, like, that organization went through the most trying season, but still made it to the playoffs. And they have so many pieces. You had Derek Carr, who was, what, within the top three, the top five in terms of passing yards this season at the quarterback spot. You had Hunter Renfro emerge as a wide receiver one and literally blow all of our minds with the things he did on a week-to-week basis. You still have Darren Waller. Uh, you, you still obviously have Josh Jacobs in the run game. Like It's a very attractive team, and to see what they were able to do in spite of all that adversity is really interesting. And if they really do get the right head coach and, you know, now the the right GM in there, I'm interested to see if they really become yearly contenders, obviously understanding that they have a very tough division, especially if we're going to say Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the Broncos. You have the Broncos, you have the chiefs, you have the chargers. It's a tough division, but those teams are all loaded with weapons and you kind of can't count Las Vegas out. Yeah, uh, which one for you, Florio? I my first thought was like Kimmy was like the Vikings because of all the big name fantasy pieces they have. But going a, a little bit different direction, I guess I think the Jaguars are a really interesting spot because they still have last year's number one overall pick in Trevor Lawrence, who I still believe in. I, I think it was more a situation with Urban Meyer and just an awful situation to put a rookie quarterback in. They still have talent in the backfield with James Robinson and Travis Etienne. We liked their receivers coming into this year, but they also have the number one pick this year. They have a bunch of cap. I think they're third uh, in the NFL with with the most cap space. So you could bring in some offensive pieces there. Hopefully, you sign an offensive minded coach, and then you really we we will get a fair assessment of what Trevor Lawrence is because I think last year was anything but fair for him. I do think the Jaguars' number one priority this offseason is to find a coach who can help develop uh, Trevor Lawrence because obviously this guy is supposed to be the future. He's going to be the franchise. You sort of already lost a year with him. Um, I'm pretty sure that's why the name Byron Leftwich keeps coming up, right? A former quarterback, a guy who has worked with quarterbacks, developed guys. Um, it, it seems to make a lot of sense. So uh, I like both those calls. Vegas and Jacksonville, I think, are both kind of intriguing this year. I mean, I want to say Miami, but but I don't know. I As much as I love Tua... As much as I love Tua, like I'm starting to like realize that maybe he just he's kind of a jag. I don't know. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, Ben Roethlisberger made it official on Thursday morning. He is retiring from the NFL, which is kind of what we expected. I mean, the last few years have not been really fun uh, to watch Ben. I don't really want to spend a lot of time talking about Mason Rudolph because it makes me sad. But uh, (laughs) I will ask you guys, starting with you, Florio, is Ben Roethlisberger a fantasy Hall of Famer? Eh, I think borderline. I think I think he would make it because of longevity and like the the stats. Like he's top ten in a bunch of passing stats. But like you look at his career numbers, and outside of that stretch where there was like the killer bees, where he had Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, he was always like a borderline QB one or a QB two in fantasy. But I think because of namesake and longevity, he would get in. But I think you could easily make the case that he is not. All right, uh, Kimmy. Ooh. I, I was gonna say no. I feel bad. Yeah. I, I feel no. I feel bad. 
I always feel bad. It's like, I'm not going to talk crap on these guys. Like I could not do <laughs> an ounce of anything Big Ben could do. But just in terms of how long I've been playing fantasy, and you guys hop in here too, I never drafted Ben Roethlisberger, not even as a QB too. So like, if we're going to make the case, is he a Hall of Famer or not? It's like, well, would you want him on your team? And it was a consistent no for me. So Sadly, no, but great career. Very proud of you. I don't know you, but you know, good on you, Ben. Good on uh, you, man. I mean, hey, look, <laughs> like, you know, whether he's a fantasy Hall of Famer, I don't think he's a, you know, whatever. But I, I, I'm just trying to think, like, I'm trying to think if I ever had Ben Roethlisberger on a team. And I, I want to say maybe, but, like, I'm looking <laughs> through this and, like, does not have a 40-touchdown season. In fact, does not have a 35-touchdown season uh, at any point. Did have the, the 5,100 yards in 2018. He had uh, almost 5,000 in 2014. That's kind of, as you mentioned, though, uh, Florio, when they had the Killer Bees. You know, they had Antonio Brown, even before when they had Mike Wallace. Uh, and they were really doing some big things. Um, yeah, maybe he's just the, the fantasy hall of very good Um like in my mind, I was immediately like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a yes. And I started looking and I'm like, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not so easy. I don't know. I'll, uh, I'll put that out to Twitter and see, uh, see what the Twitterverse thinks about that. So uh, it feels like a good place to take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, we'll give you our lineups for the weekend next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal. 
and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Let's talk some championship weekend. Uh, Let's look at our DFS uh, slate for the weekend. And uh, we'll do what we always do. We'll talk about our player with paying up for, high salary guy to avoid, uh, and our value pick. And then later on in the show, we'll also give you our lineups uh, for the weekend. So let's start. We got two games on Sunday. We got the Chiefs and the Bengals. We got the uh, Niners and the Rams. Side note, uh, I saw something this morning that says StubHub is anticipating that uh, Niners-Rams will be the most sold game on uh, on the StubHub app, like in history, apparently. Wow. Like, I, I saw uh, part of that. Matt Stafford's wife is like buying tickets off of that and giving <laughs> it to Rams fans who can't afford tickets to the game, which I think is pretty cool. But she's it been cool. very big on like this whole do not sell your tickets to Niners fans. Like this is not the first time she's doing this. I was going to say, like, is it going to be the most sold game, even though the fact that the Rams, like, barred people outside of Los Angeles from buying tickets? Right. You can't buy tickets (laughs) if you live outside of Los Angeles. Uh, You know, I know Rams fans and, you know, like uh, you mentioned, you know, Matt Stafford's wife, uh, Kara Henderson Sneed, Les Sneed's wife, uh, was very vocal on Twitter about Rams fans not selling their tickets to Niners fans. And I keep saying, I said this last week, too, or a couple weeks ago, like, that misses the point that... There are two things. One, there are a ton of Bay Area transplants in Los Angeles. Again, I will raise my hand as one of them. And that the Rams left Los Angeles for literally a generation. The Rams were gone for 20 years. So you had a whole generation of kids who grew up and didn't have a local football team. So a lot of them gravitated either to the Raiders or the 49ers because they were both still in California at the time. I would assume some of them trickled down to San Diego to see the Chargers, but but it doesn't seem like a whole lot. So because of that, you just have a lot of 49ers fans in Los Angeles because that's who they followed for 20 years. So uh, I understand the you know the desire to have it be an all Rams crowd. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of red in that stadium on Sunday. That's all I know. It's not a judgment of all of LA, but there's like a sports bar right down the block from me, and. 
I never see a bunch of Rams jerseys, but when the 49ers play every week, my block gets covered in red jerseys. And I'm just like, they seem like the more popular team, if I'm just being honest. Um, you know, I, look, Adam, our own Adam Rank, right, was a Rams fan for a really long time. Um, and was he really? He was. I mean, he grew up, you know, growing up in Southern California. He was a Rams fan. If you ever ask him to ask him the story about, um, you know, finding out when Eric Dickerson got traded while he was out trick or treating wearing an Eric Dickerson jersey. Um, oh, God. Uh, I, I thought he was Bears all the way. No, he went to the Bears because as he as he once told me is that the Rams, you know, went out to, you know, get a pack of cigarettes and then didn't come back for 20 <laughs> years. So uh, so that sort of transferred his love to uh, to the Chicago Bears because of that. So, yeah. Uh, all right, but let's talk about let's let's start with the Sunday slate and talk about the player on that slate that you think is the most worth paying up for. Uh, Kimmy, who you got? You're gonna love this one. It, it is a San Francisco 49er, right. not a Los Angeles Ram. It's <laughs> Debo Samuel, um, and it was so cute. The the awesome kid who was a part of the Nickelodeon broadcast of that game a few weeks ago. You know, he did the post game interview with him. He's like, Debo, do it all, Samuel. You're, you're so good, and he was so excited talking about him. And I think that's kind of indicative of of how we all feel about Debo and what he's been able to do um, this season and and in that offense. It's like he's not just a wide receiver; he's a running back as well like he he kind of is the utility knife player that they have and that they use and it's it's it creates a situation where defenses don't know exactly how to contain him because you also have the other pieces of the 49ers you also have a stud in George Kittle uh, and even then Debo is continually getting the production he's playing lights out and he is you know one of the reasons that San Francisco has has stayed competitive and have gotten this far as they have in the playoffs. So I'm happy to pay up for Debo uh, this, this coming Sunday and next season, his stock is going to be absolutely through the roof in terms yeah. of, of, of fantasy. I'm really curious where he's going to get drafted next year in fantasy. Cause you know, obviously we see he's good, but some of this also feels kind of like a weird outlier year that they're using him so much as a running back. Like, I don't know what to, what to make of it, but, but you're right. His stock's going to be really high next year. Uh, all right, Florida, who you got? I love Debo, and I also went with another wide receiver here. I went Jamar Chase because, uh, one, he's just awesome. I mean, the first rookie ever to have multiple 100-yard playoff games. The last time they played the Chiefs, he went for over 203 touchdowns. It was one of the best fantasy games a wide receiver has ever had in the history of football. We know how great he is. We know how good Joe Burrow is. We know the connection they have, the downfield rapport, plus... Uh, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, the Chiefs' offense is clicking on all cylinders right now. We know the Bengals are going to have to put up points to keep up with Mahomes and, and Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. So I think that just leads to them taking a lot of shots downfield, and we know that's all going to go to Jamar Chase. T. Higgins could get his as well, but Jamar Chase is uh, is the focal point of that offense, and I think that you know one long catch pays off for him, and he could have multiple of those. I'm old enough to remember when Jamar Chase apparently couldn't play football and had no hands and couldn't see and you know it was like right like it was seriously I mean it's like it's amazing it's amazing that a guy who has skillets attached to the end of his arms has been able to do so well so uh congrats to him I'm trying to picture him catching the ball with like like literally like dropping into a skillet just, just like, <laughs> yeah like whatever uh yeah I like both of those I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Travis Kelsey and I know he didn't have a great game when these teams played earlier in the season I think he just had 25 yards he did have a touchdown, but it wasn't it wasn't a huge Travis Kelsey game. But 
throughout the season, the Bengals really have struggled against tight ends. And yes, they did figure out how to slow down Kelsey that first time. But I also think Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, they're going to go back to the drawing board and they're going to see what the Bengals did against Kelsey and figure out how to get him open and get him involved. Because I do, like you guys think, it's going to be a high-scoring game. In order for that to happen, though, the Chiefs are going to need some contributions from Travis Kelsey. Uh, so I, I think they're going to find a way to get him the ball. They're going to find ways to get him out in space. Um, you know, they love that little shovel pass, especially down near the goal line where they just kind of bring him across and just kind of, you know, underhand it to him. So maybe they try something like that. Who knows? Maybe even, uh, I don't know, maybe Byron Pringle or somebody throws him a touchdown. Who knows? But whatever. I think, uh, I think, I think it's worth having him in your lineup regardless of what the price is. Uh, on, that, on that flip side, though, uh, the high salary player to avoid. When I saw you write this down, Kimmy, I was surprised. So uh, I, I'm surprised. <laughs> I, I'm I'm surprised at myself. You got to get a little spice in here, though. You know, I can't I can't be too chalky with all my all my Chiefs picks. I'm saying that I could make an argument that you could avoid Tyreek Hill. I know you said, yeah, the the game that Travis Kelsey had um, when he played the Bengals back in week 17 wasn't great, but the same stood for Tyreek Hill as well. I think he only had six catches for something like 40 yards. And it was interesting because the first half of the game, the Chiefs were so incredibly dominant. They were leading uh, 28 to 17. And then the second half of that game, the Bengals defense really figured out how to limit Tyreek Hill and, and how to limit Travis Kelsey, and they held them to just three points. And I think the Bengals are, and I've said this for a few weeks now, just to a lot of different people, the Bengals have consistently been the number one team that I, as a Chiefs fan, have been afraid of. And I said that after seeing them uh, the last few weeks of the regular season, they have such a kind of invigorated sense and identity of who they are. And Joe Burrow has really kind of given so much life to that offense. But I also can't just point out the offense and say it's great. Their defense has been lights out this season as well. And I think, you know, understanding and looking, I'm sorry, Florio, looking at uh, the game between the Bills and the Chiefs, if there's one thing to, to take away from that, you don't leave Tyreek Hill open and you don't leave Travis Kelsey open. And that's the thing that lost the Bills the game. And if I'm the D coordinator for the Bengals or it, I'm locking in on making sure that we replicate exactly what we did in week 17 so that Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are taken out. So I, I could make the argument that Tyreek Hill is not the player I want to go spend. You know, I think $7,000 is, is what he was allotted in DFS. You can make the argument that it could potentially not be worth it. I don't think that's, that's crazy. I mean, considering the four or five games leading up to last Sunday, he really had been a non-factor, and I don't know if it was the heel injury or what it was that was bothering him, but he really had been a non-factor. So I don't, I don't think it's wild to think that maybe there are other, other options uh, to consider there. Um, so just as shocking as Kimmy's pick was, yours, Florio, also sort of blew my mind a little bit <laughs> this week. Yeah, mine is Cooper Cup, and I know I sound crazy saying that Cooper Cup is not worth paying up for. I had to write the reason down because I was like, <laughs> I can't forget and just be on the pod and be like, yeah, Cooper Cup is for like, no, Cooper Cup is amazing. He's had two good games against the 49ers. It has nothing to do with him. It's just his price tag. Like he is $1,200 more than any other player not named Patrick Mahomes. So my thinking when I was tinkering with lineups was like for this was like I could get Cooper Cup and like a 5,000 wide receiver, maybe like Odell Beckham or someone like that. Or for the same price, I could get Jamar Chase and Debo Samuel. So for me, it's just that I think the sum of the parts is a little bit better 
if you get away from this super high price guy and go because as good as Cooper Cup is, I'm not sure he's twelve hundred dollars better than Debo Samuel and like over two grand better than Jamar Chase. So for me, it was it was purely the price tag. I I can't say anything bad about Cooper Cup. He's the best wide receiver this year, at least walking the planet. Yeah, no, I mean that makes sense. I mean some of it is about flexibility, right? And where 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 you can save to build out build up elsewhere on the roster so um you know and look when, when the Niners and, and Rams played at the end of the regular season in the second half Cup was not really a factor he he sort of lit them up in the first half and after halftime they made some adjustments and you didn't really see too much uh from Cooper Cup in that second half you're, uh, you're bringing the spice here too though I am I am I'm gonna go with Patrick Mahomes and but it's <laughs> let me explain. Let, let me ex- let me explain myself. Um, it's a little bit. It's a little bit of the same logic that Florio has. This isn't that you know. I think you know Mahomes is going to somehow be awful or that he's bad. Um, it's that I think you can get some more flexibility in your roster if you decide to. You know, I think it's like eight hundred dollars difference. I think between he and Joe Burrow, um, and I, I think both these guys are going to have really good games. I would probably lean a little bit more toward Burrow just because it allows me to kind of play around elsewhere on my roster. So this isn't just like you said with Cooper Cup, right? This isn't about saying that, you know, this guy is, is going to be awful and you should avoid him. It's more about, look, I think there's somebody who can give you similar production at a lower salary uh, and allow you to kind of you know play around with some other places on your roster. So there it is. That's my that's my reasoning there. All right. <laughs> I'll let it slide. Uh, all right, sweet. Uh, that gets us to value picks. Uh, Kimmy, who is yours? <laughs> My, mine's Cam Akers, and I know it could sound silly, and seeing has he is the the lead running back for the Rams, but I think people had some concerns. He had a fumble, and you know, does that mean he's going to be on the bench? Does that mean that Sean McVay is going to limit you know his carries and his opportunities? The thing is, he's he's been you know known as the bell cow back for for the Rams, and that's the role that they want to utilize him in. And I think if they want to win against the 49ers, as electric as their passing game is, they're going to have to have a strong run game. And I think that runs through Cam Akers. So he's been good, and and coming back from the injury, I think you know he he's always been a dominant running back and people were incredibly excited especially Rams fans when he came back and was healthy enough to play so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop him from being in my fantasy lineup and and feeling like I got a little bit of a value uh, out of it as well at at 5,000. I I love that pick because yeah the production wasn't there last week but the volume was and like it was against the best defense against running backs so I love that Cam Akers pick Kimmy I went with the Ram as well I went with Marcus's ball. We're all kind of a Van Stan at some point this year, (laughs) but uh, Van Jefferson at 3,900. And look, I know Van Jefferson hasn't, as of late, been what he was like in the middle of the season, but my thinking is still at 3,900, he is still their, outside of Cooper Cup, their best deep threat. So maybe they take a couple of shots downfield with him. It's a cheap price that allows you to get some higher priced players in at other positions. And he's still, I know he doesn't bring a safe floor, but I do think he still brings a, a pretty high ceiling because they're going to take at least one deep shot with him this game. If he catches that, then uh, he's going to have a positive return on your investment. I mean, that's my whole thing with Van Jefferson. Why, why, which, by the way, I feel like we should make T-shirts that say like Van Stan or like I'm a Van <laughs> Stan or something. Um, I mean, I, the reason I, I've always liked them is just because it doesn't seem to take him a ton of targets to necessarily put up a good number. They will they will take some shots down the field, and if he you know connects on one or two of them. Uh, then he ends up having a pretty good day, so I'm I'm totally down with that. Uh, I'm gonna stay in that same game, other side though, and go Brandon Ayuk, 
Um, you know, and all the focus, understandably, is on Debo Samuel. There's a lot of focus on George Kittle. Um, but every once in a while, you just see Jimmy Garoppolo hit Ayuk in the middle of the field, and he will make some plays happen. And I think, I think if so much attention is going to be paid on those other pieces in the offense, this is an opportunity for Ayuk to step up and make some plays. Um, so we'll see. I mean, the Niners have been spreading the ball around. Jawan Jennings has become a thing. I think even... Uh, Travis Benjamin, I think, might have even caught, caught a couple of passes. So uh, they're spreading it around. But this feels like a, an opportunity for Brandon Ayuk to kind of remind us of who we thought he could be uh, and maybe, you know, plant a seed in our heads for next draft season so we get overhyped again and, you know, let somebody else slip through the cracks. So we'll see. Um, all right, so we gave you some of our value picks, guys to avoid, et cetera, et cetera. Now I felt like it'd be a good time to go through and just put together a whole lineup and uh, you know let you guys know what we're thinking about uh, when it comes to DFS for this weekend. So, uh, Kimmy, you can do the honors and go first with yours. Okay, well, you, you talked me out of spending up and spending big on Patrick Mahomes, so I went $800 <laughs> cheaper uh, and got a, a very frightening and swaggy and incredible Joe Burrow uh, for my quarterback, my running backs. I decided to do my value pick in Cam Akers, and obviously got to get a Kansas City Chief and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, I, I listened to what Florio said on the kind of Cooper Cup front and not wanting to go and spend huge on him and instead get Jamar Chase and Debo Samuel as well as OBJ. And then, you know, got to give some Iowa love with George Kittle for my tight end, my flex spot, T. Higgins, and Chiefs defense because, come on now, I, I got to be chalky at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stick to your roots at some point. That makes sense. I, I get that. Um, The CEH one, I'm like, that's uh, you and Jerick McKinnon doing his thing, huh? You went CEH there, huh? You know, I'm a creature of bad habit, and I, I just understand that. I, I don't learn lessons well. So, yeah, yeah, CEH. But thanks for that little dig, Marcus. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, it's not a dig. It's just more of a question. You no. know, like, Jerry McKinnon has come out of nowhere. Like, him being the secret weapon. None of us. is also the only chief, I think, that never the underhand shovel pass didn't work for like it just went through his hands and hit him and i was like yo that play has never failed for them i don't think <laughs> maybe he has the pancake hands <laughs> who knows maybe uh all right florio what's uh what's your lineup there my lineup and kimmy's lineup are very very similar i i did pay up for patrick mahomes there uh because i i think the chiefs are gonna ride this high all the way to another championship uh then at the running back position, I have Cam Akers just like she does. I went with McKinnon. She went CH. So we're both taking a shot on the Chiefs' backfield. And then our receivers are the exact same. Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I, Odell, I don't think, has been getting enough love for just how good he's been playing for this Rams team in the playoffs. He's really been a difference maker for them on offense. And the other two we've already spoke about, they're awesome. My tight end is also Travis Kelsey. I, I thought... Uh, this was a good week to to pay up for the tight end. Uh, and then my flex, I, I said I like Van Jefferson. Because I paid up for Kelsey, I needed to go a little bit cheaper, so I went with him at the flex. And then my defense, I went with the only defense I could afford at that point, and that was the 49ers. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like that lineup, actually. Um, and you're right. You talk about Odell being good. I actually I, I did a TikTok about this, like, a, a week ago, like – this has me back in on him. Like last year, I didn't know what to do about Odell, so I stayed away. And like now, this this might have me back in on him. Do you think? Do you think Baker watches and is like very salty? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> like you know, he's like, "Where was this Odell?" And it's like, "Well, maybe because you didn't get him the ball." But whatever. 
Um, all right, so mine, I yeah, like I said, I, I decided to go with Joe Burrow instead of Mahomes for this one, so he's my quarterback. Uh, my running back's Cam Akers, just like you guys. I went with Eli Mitchell uh, at my other running back spot. I know he's listed as questionable. We'll see. Uh, but I think, I think he's on track to play, so that, that should be all right. So he's my other running back. Uh, two of my wide receivers are the same. I got Debo Samuel. I've got Jamar Chase there. My third wide receiver, though, I did go with Tyler Boyd. Uh, maybe as an opportunity to kind of maybe save a little money, but also thinking that he may get a couple of targets there. I know he's maybe not as uh, exciting as Jamar Chase or T. Higgins, but I think he's steady and I think he gets some work. So I, I made him my third wide receiver. Did spend up for Travis Kelsey uh, at my tight end position. My flex, I was able to get Odell in at the flex there. So I don't have him as a wide receiver, but I've got him as a flex. I, 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 I sort of wavered between he and Kelsey, and I just decided to go with OBJ because he really is playing really well right now. Uh, and then rounding it out with my uh, defense as the 49ers because, again, that fit nicely right into the uh, the slot that I had available left defensively. So um, a lot of similarities. I guess that's not really a surprise, especially where there's only uh, two games on the slate. But, uh, yeah, it should be fun. It should be a whole lot of fun there. Um, so last week, uh, Kimmy, this was, this was a new thing for me, but Florio was talking about a, a postseason fantasy format, which is one and done. So it's a little bit like – uh, like a survivor league where you pick a lineup, but you can only use that player one time. Um, so, so you've made it all the way to ch- so you've made it to championship weekend now, Florio. So, what what lineup did you put together for this week? My team is. I, I started off so hot week one. I had so many Bengals in there. I, I was. I, I told you coming into that Monday night game, I was in first place, and then it's just been going down. And last week, I trusted the Packers. That didn't go well. I'm saving my Chiefs for the Super Bowl week, so this week my lineup is Matt Stafford, Elijah Mitchell. I still have Jarek McKinnon in there because I, I wanted to get at least one Chief this week. Odell, Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Boyd because I used literally every other Bengal already, and then George <laughs> Kittle. So it's uh, and I've already used Kelsey too, so now I'm using Kittle. So like my tight end spot next week might be very gross, but I'm saving. Hill and Mahomes and CEH and stuff like that for for the Super Bowl week. But seriously, what I'm doing is I'm kicking myself for going with the Packers last week and not one of Mahomes or Allen. My thinking was that game could go either way, and I want to be able to have whichever one advances, and uh, I kind of hate myself for doing that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah. so you you sort of... Yeah, <laughs> especially because you ended up missing the chance that... You missed the chance to have Josh Allen at some point, too, unfortunately, so... Yeah... Yeah, but I don't know. I, I like this lineup. I think it's a good one. And and again, if the Chiefs advance, then uh, you have your run of the of the lot at that point. If um, if the Bengals advance, I'm done. You're done. <laughs> yeah, because you've you've uh, you've already you've already burned Burrow and all the receivers. Have you burned Mixon too? Did you use him yep. already? Yeah, I would have so, Uzama yeah. available from them, and that's it. <laughs> so. Uh, so I guess you're a Chiefs fan this weekend. So. Um, as we wrap this thing up, uh, I mean, let's just do some picks. Uh, Florio, who, who do you have in the AFC and NFC? So in the AFC, I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, I think that they continue to ride this high that they're on. Uh, I, I think they're just still the best team in football. And as much as I like Burrow and the Bengals, I think what happened to the Bills last year is going to happen to them kind of. Like, they're really good. The future's very bright. But I think they're going to come up just short of this measuring stick because I think the Chiefs are the measuring stick for the AFC and for the whole NFL right now. And then in the NFC, I'm going with the Rams. Uh, I I know that Kyle Shanahan has owned Sean McVay the last few years, but 
I think the Rams are just the more talented team. I think they're home with a chance to host a Super Bowl in their hometown city. So I think after eliminating Tom Brady, Stafford pulls a Tom Brady and gets the Super Bowl in his hometown. Uh, all right. Uh, Kimmy, I, I mean, I'm going to ask you. I know who you're going to pick in the AFC. <laughs> what if I surprised you and didn't pick Kansas City? I, I will mean, say, you, though. You, you could. I'm not expecting you to. Please, go ahead. <laughs> Kimmy does love Yeah, no. I do love Joe Burrow. I, I do have a, a, a very strong love for Joe Burrow and an excitement to watch him play in the league uh, for years to come. But no, obviously, good pick my Kansas City, my Kansas City Chiefs uh, against Cincinnati. And then I'm going to agree. I think Florio, we're in lockstep here. I think the Rams are going to get it done at home over the San Francisco 49ers. And we said they were so incredibly aggressive this entire season and aggressive about getting Odell Beckham Jr., aggressive about getting Von Miller. And they said they're not playing for the future they're playing for this season they're playing for this super bowl and they want to they want to play a home super bowl at sofi so i think it'll be rams chiefs um so i'm really torn on this because at the beginning of the season rams chiefs was my prediction for the super bowl uh, i am going to take the chiefs because I, I think they will iron out whatever whatever happened uh, a couple of weeks ago against cincinnati and i think they'll figure out a way to win so they will get back so this is where I'm torn because the last couple of weeks I have actually picked against the 49ers and they've won. So now I feel like I can't, but I actually feel like they can win. I believe that they can win this week uh, against the Rams. So I am going to go against uh, you know, my recent trend. I'm going to pick the 49ers. I think they figure out a way uh, to, to keep this thing rolling against Sean McVay. And we get a rematch of a few years ago uh, between the Chiefs and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. The Rams get denied the chance to play uh, Super Bowl in their home stadium. I think it also would have been the first time that a team uh, will host a conference championship and the Super Bowl. Like, that's never happened before. Um, so the Niners may be busting up a, a little bit of, of history right here. Um, last thing, I, I put this out on Twitter, and uh, it's only been up for, at this point, maybe about 10 minutes. But 197 votes about, is Ben Roethlisberger a fantasy Hall of Famer? Wait, let me refresh it and make sure we are uh, up to date here. 203 votes, and uh, it's a slight edge for no. Um, 51, 51.7% to 48.3%. Uh, so just, uh, just, just over 200 votes in uh, just about 10 minutes. Um, and uh, it is leaning no for Ben Roethlisberger being a fantasy Hall of Famer. I just went and voted no myself, so. <laughs> so the if shade you're, if, you're now I gotta if you're listening to the podcast uh go the, the the poll will still be up uh go check it out and vote whether or not you think ben roethlisberger is a fantasy hall of famer in the meantime for us that will do it for this edition of the nfl fantasy football podcast kimmy thank you for stopping by we appreciate it we'll hopefully Thanks, guys Yes, miss you guys. Always fun. Absolutely. For the rest of you out there, stay happy, safe, and healthy. Get vaxxed, wear a mask, do good, and live well. Enjoy Championship Sunday, and we'll talk to you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, 
you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.